Hey, bitches. This is Morgan. Hey, it's Sierra. And you aren't ready for this episode. <laughs> and this is Bitches and Murders. Yes, and this is Bitches and Murders. <laughs> Emphasis on the bitch because that's what Morgan is today. Excuse me, I'm being bit by a trash panda. <laughs> don't, don't mind me. <laughs> okay, well, she's dealing with that situation. Let me give you some information on why this is going to be fucking horrific. And it's because before I went into biomedical research, I was a vet tech. And I got really good at emotionally detaching myself from situations. And, like, I don't get faced by very much. And Morgan has made it her sole purpose in life to try to make me very uncomfortable with the cases that she's presenting. I'm really good at it. (laughs) So I have no idea what's about to happen. And she's going to try her damnedest to make me uncomfortable, which means that you guys are probably going to need a barf bucket. I'm so sorry. Oh, at least you don't have to see the pictures. The pictures oh, God, are the worst part. Pictures? Oh, there's. Why are you that doing was my phone, this to RIP. me? Yeah, there's pictures. I thought we were friends. Oh, we are. We're we're best friends. That's why this is happening. <laughs> okay, bitches. So today we're gonna talk about Andre Chikatilo. Wait, why does that name sound familiar? Oh. <laughs> You've probably heard about him. He's pretty famous. He was uh, Russia's first, like, big serial killer ever. Isn't he called, like, the Russian Reaper or something like that? Yeah, he's called... Oh, no! Um, the Maniac, the Butcher of Rostov, the Red Ripper, and the Rostov Ripper. Oh, I yeah. I hate you. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so we're going to start... No. ...with his early life. How about we don't? <laughs> he was born October 26, in 1936, in... Oh, man. Okay, so this is all happening in Russia in the Soviet Union. Well, actually, it starts in the Ukraine. Um, I'm not Russian. Um, I don't know how to say Russian names or Ukrainian names. Um, So this is about to be a hot mess, and I apologize. Um, I do have a friend that's Russian, uh, but I didn't get a hold of him in time. I almost lost the trash panda. We're good. Okay. Um, Okay, so he was born October 26, 1936 in Yablokhnoi. That definitely was said wrong, um, which is a village in rural Ukraine. Uh, during the 1930s, um, if you don't know this, which why would you? Um, Ukraine was known as the breadbasket of the Soviet Union, like the USSR. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much what they would do is Ukraine was way better at producing. Um, hold on, we're going to pause this for a second. Um, hello, mister. He's just really climbing all over the place. He's like hard to hold on to. I don't want to drop him. Okay. But during the 1930s, they were like the breadbasket. Um, so what that means is essentially they were way, way better at growing crops than Russia is, uh, just because Russia is so cold. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. But so essentially what they would do is the Soviet Union would make them grow all the crops and then they would take all of the crops from them leaving them like in a famine with no food at all yeah that sounds about right yeah so it sounds (laughs) no exactly right sorry um so when he was born obviously famine was a huge 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 issue Mm -hmm. um it actually got even worse when the ussr decided to join you know world war one to fight against germany Mm -hmm. um because then not only were they taking extra food to feed their troops but ukraine was getting constantly bombed Mm mm-hmm um so and that's where our story begins and ends because he died of starvation bye (laughs) 
You wish. I know. Um, so he actually suffered from hydrocephalus at birth. So, oh, that's brutal. Yeah. So this is just like fluid in the brain cavity. Um, normally, like nowadays, like you could just treat it really easily with like surgical means. Like they pretty much just drain the fluid mm-hmm. um, and like put in a shunt, uh, which most people only like suffer for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this wasn't a thing in the 1930s. So he just had to suffer. That's cool. Um, so he's already kind of like getting our serial killer checklist. <laughs> Yep. So um, this actually majorly um, for him uh, led to genital urinary tract issues later in life. I'm sorry. What? So he could not get erect um, ever like in his entire life. So he could like ejaculate, but he couldn't get erect. I know. We're going to get into a lot of TMI. That is really important later. What? Yeah, um, I guess it just, like, it created, like, a blood flow issue. He also had trouble with bedwetting. He bedwetted until he was, like, in his late teens, which was a problem because they lived in a one-room shack, and they all shared a bed. Oh, no. I want to feel bad for him, but I don't. But, I mean, like, it literally was not his fault. Like, he physically... Grew up to be a shit human being. I'm not going to feel bad for you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he physically, like, could not control this, and, like, every time it would happen, his mom would, like, beat the shit out of him. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, that part of it is actually really sad, um, because... That's not his fault. Killer checklist. <laughs> also, during the war, um, they burned down his one-room hunt. Oh, yeah, it was bombed good. and it burned down. Um, also, <sighs> this is my favorite part of his early childhood. Oh, no, um, his older brother was actually kidnapped and cannibalized by his neighbors in his early childhood. Do you want to run that by me again? Um, so that was super common in the Ukraine and during this period. Um, like there was actually like. It's, like, upwards of, like, a million people that are supposedly, like, were cannibalized in the Ukraine during this period. Was Jeffrey Dahmer his neighbor? I have additional questions. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we're already starting out so good, but it only gets worse. I'm not going to justify this by any means, but I guess if you're in a famine... I mean, it makes sense. Like, the Ugh, people who get stuck I hate it. in the mountains and stuff, like, I get He's it. He's really got, like, that serial checklist, serial killer checklist going. Like, abusive parents, check. Horrible childhood, check. Check. So, funny Brain enough. Brain damage, check. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, his father, whose name oh, is no. Roman, which happens to be the name of the only person from Russia I know. Uh, shout out Roman. Um, he oh. was conscripted into the war, of course. Naturally. Um, was captured. Of held course. prisoner by Germans, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, beat the shit out of, was in a prisoner yeah. of war camp. So he finally, like, escaped, got back to the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and everyone hated him. They called him a coward um, for being allowed to be captured and, like, the fact that he just didn't go out, like, dying. That's So <laughs> he was, like, extremely vilified by his countrymen. Um, Andre got, like, bullied at school heavily he tried to commit suicide as like a 12 year old because it was so so severe cool we're starting out great oh yeah also formal petition to not victim shame pow's please and thank you yeah that was a huge thing in like the vietnam war as well like because so many people protested the war that like when the veterans came back like no one supported them which like it's not their yeah it's not your fault uh yeah so oh you're gonna love this um, painfully shy, his only sexual experience when he was young was he tried to rape a young girl when he was 15. Of course he did. Um, couldn't get a boner, tried to, like, rape her, uh, came immediately within, like, 
a couple seconds of her struggling. So oh, instead no. of instead of getting in trouble, like you would expect, instead he just got bullied even more, just like oh, relentlessly. Um, weirdly enough, I found nothing that like doesn't seem like the girl cared. Doesn't seem like anyone pressed charges or like did anything to him. Well, I'm sure she cared, but like. It seems like everyone just kind of used it as a way to roast him instead it's such of doing a, like, something. That's such a dangerous thing to do is to not report it. Because, like, there's, um, oh, God, what's his name? Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Mm, there was yeah. a case from his teen years where he, like, when he worked at a hotel, he... Tried to, like, rape a girl. Tried to rape somebody, but they were from out of town, and they were like, well, we don't want to come back to press charges, so... Yeah, that's dumb. Press charges. Always. So, like, he got fired, but then, like, it still stuck with him that, like, oh, well, I can do this thing, and there's I can not do really whatever any I ramifications want. for it. Yeah, so then, okay, so he tried to go, anyway. like, out of... like out of high school Mm -hmm. he tried to go to moscow state university and he passed the exams but he just didn't like have the grades to get in or no opposite he had the grades to get in couldn't pass their entrance exams doesn't test well got it um so he moved to rodeo novo uh oh god we'll go with it it is a really really (laughs) hard name to say nesvetayovsky in 1960, where he became a telephone engineer. Um, so his younger sister moved in and was like, hey, dude, I know you have a really hard time with girls. I know this girl, Faina. Uh, she might really like you. So they met up, like, that she hooked the two of them up, and they got married in 1963. Oh, good. Um, they had two children together. Um, they had Ludmilla in wait, 1965. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Oh, we'll get to that. Wait. They had two kids? Mm-hmm. They had Ludmilla in 1965, which was a girl, um, and then their son Yuri in 1969. And Okay, but how? Yeah, okay, so what would happen, because he couldn't um, have, like, normal, like, penetration Wait, is this sex. speculation or, like... No, this there... is, like, an actual, like, this is what happened. Oh, I'm gonna hate it. Um, oh, so God. he would ejaculate, and then he would, like, scoop it up in his fingers and just kind of, like, shove Stop. it in the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, an actual thing. Like, she testified to that as well. Like, that that's how they had both of their children. And that was successful twice? She must be very fertile. Fertile Myrtle over here. Good Or he was just very aggressive. I, nope, we're moving on from that. Okay, yeah. I don't want to think about it anymore. So, in 1971, when his son was two, um, Mm -hmm. he tried to become a school teacher after he got a degree in Russian literature from Rostov University. Um, So, he did become a school teacher. Um, Didn't last very long um he kept assaulting young children uh so he kept getting like assaulting young children getting kicked out going to the next school assaulting young children getting kicked out going to the next school um so that happened for actually quite a while like that happened from 1971 to 1978 as he was just bouncing from school to school um so i really hope my exasperated side got picked up by the mic literally the the title of this next part of my notes is start of the real crimes and in parentheses oh nobody's ready fuck oh now we're starting the real crimes (laughs) oh yeah we're not at crimes the real crime oh no we're not at crimes yet i didn't even assaulting children wasn't the real crime but now now we're getting started yeah those don't great those are so glad that we're god i hate you Okay, so December 22nd of 1978, he killed his first victim. Um, It was a nine-year-old girl named Lena Zakanova. He lured her into an abandoned shed. So she was, like, walking down the street, Mm -hmm. and he, like, 
lured her into this abandoned shed where he tried to rape her. Uh, why he would try to rape her when he can't get hard, don't know. Obviously, he couldn't get hard. Um, Wait, didn't you just say she was like nine? Yeah. So he couldn't get hard, of course, um, got upset, um, and he ended up stabbing her three times and then strangling her, and then he came. So, like, that was really, like, the catalyst of, like, sex, violence, their one thing. Okay. First of all, children, stop talking to strangers. I mean, (sighs) yeah. Teach your children not to talk to strangers, but, uh... I hate that every serial killer that ever serial killed has, like, something in their life where somehow they associate violence and sex. Stop it. Yeah, that's Stop pretty, associating uh, the two. Oh, but the worst part is uh, someone saw him. Um, excuse me? Like, directly, like, saw him do that. Like, they didn't see him stab her, but, like, they saw him lead her off. <sighs> and then, like, they found her body in the river, like, three days later. Um, but his wife provided such a solid alibi that the police just let him go. So the worst part is um, they then arrest Alexander Kravchenko who was a 25-year-old who had just previously had a rape conviction in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, They tortured him relentlessly until he confessed. And then he was executed in 1984 for the crime. Okay. Fun fact of the day. Using torture as a way to elicit a confession doesn't fucking work. Ever. Like, Like, ever. If you push somebody to an edge, they're going to confess to something, whether they did it or not, just to get you to stop. Like, uh, stop. Right. So then obviously, like, he got a little spooked because, like, the police knew who he was. Um, So for the next three years, he didn't do anything. Um, So by 1981, he could no longer find any teaching jobs. Gee, I wonder why. So he started as a clerk in a raw materials factory in Rostov. Oh, good. Uh, Not good. Mm -hmm. Um, The travel involved with the position essentially gave him access to unlimited victims for nine years like all over the place um so september 3rd of 1981 um 17 year old larissa tichenko became the next victim he stabbed and strangled her okay gagged her with the dirt and leaves because she was yelling oh good um and this killing kind of was, like, the catalyst for... Because, like, he already had the catalyst for, like, sex and violence kind of being one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of the one that, like, created his signature. So, like, from there, he started going after, like, young runaways. Like, so he would befriend them at, like, train stations and bus stops. And then he would, like, lure them to forest areas nearby. And he would kill them. Um, so he would attack Don't them. talk to strangers and don't follow them into the woods like ever Stop. Um, Stop it. he would attack them of course he would try to rape them of course because boy or girl can. um couldn't do it obviously ever um he would then mutilate him them with his knife which was obviously the substitute for his penis that wasn't functional <laughs> um that's a really common thing with him but it's also a lot of like, a lot of serial killers who use knives specifically mm-hmm. um, tend to be impotent. Um, and, like, that knife kind of becomes their way to, like, penetrate the body, uh, which they couldn't do mm. otherwise, um, which is gross. <laughs> he also, <sighs> the best part of the part that you're really going to love. I hate you. 
He would usually eat their sexual organs, <gasps> or he would remove body parts like the tips of their noses or their tongues. What? Wait, no, no, no. We're oh, done. it gets worse. <laughs> he also would mutilate their eyes. He would usually slash across the sockets and then Stop, remove them. you know them. I hate face stuff. So do I. Um, and he <sighs> said he thought this was because the victims would carry an imprint of his face in their eyes even after death. Okay, first of all, that's not how the optic nerve works. Sounds like remorse to me. Second of all, I hate you. You know I hate face stuff. Oh, I also hate face stuff. Like, I can... Disembowel, fine. Behead, fine. Chop somebody in half, fine. Do anything with their face and I'm done. Eyeballs, teeth, and fingernails are my like... I can't. Those are my hard limits, guys. Like I, I texted Morgan the other day because I found out the Black Dahlia had a Glasgow smile and I was so uncomfortable because I, I just can't... Oh, I can't deal with face stuff. I know, it's the worst. I, I don't like the eating the sexual organs... I was trying to gloss over that, but thank you for bringing me back to that for part two of I fucking hate this. Okay, so before we go on with, like, Andre himself, uh, I'm going to get a little bit into, like, the psychology of it. Um, So, like, obviously the age-old question is, like, why do serial killers do it? Like, what do they get from it? Um, So Uh, They're all narcissists. (laughs) Well, that's that's part of it. Um, but it's a, okay. So the behavioral science unit of the FBI, mm-hmm. um, they've said that serial killers tend to program themselves usually early in childhood to become murderers through a consistently intensifying fantasy cycle. Mm-hmm. So like they create these fantasies like early on to kind of like help them, you know, get rid of anxiety or like fear. And then it's like, can become like compulsive. Yeah. So like then, yeah, they're no longer able to stop. Um, obviously worse for those who've been abused, neglected, traumatized, which he clearly clearly was mm-hmm. um and pretty much every serial killer has confessed to having trauma in their childhood every and having si- fantasies every single one like every single one and Edward, Bundy, abusive parents uh Dahmer, abusive parents kemper Mason, abusive mom kemper i have a very fun quote uh, from edward kemper right now actually toy box edmund kemper oh, i God. think what was toy box uh david parker ray yep his family was fucked um so ed kemper who was like the co-ed killer um Mm -hmm. was also severely abused as a kid like we said um and he said specifically and i quote i knew long before i started killing that i was going to be killing that it was going to end up like that the fantasies were too strong they were going on for too long and they were too elaborate gross um and that kind of seems to be a general thing mm-hmm. uh, so like the isolation the anger the frustration like these become cyclical like when the intense fantasies like that so the fantasies like force isolation from society uh because of like the nature of them mm-hmm. but then as they get more isolated they rely more and more on their fantasies which withdraws them even more from society so it just kind of like becomes this big cycle so like they might fantasize for years and years before they strike out against others um, and they usually, like, obsessively ponder every tiny aspect of, like, their crime for literal years mm-hmm. before they kill someone. Um, and <laughs> after, like, committing their first murder, like, a lot of serial killers become, like, obsessed with it. I mean, that's why they're serial killers. <laughs> um, so, like, once they find, like, the key to, like, acting out their secret desires, like, they continue to murder in order to, like, experience that fantasy again and yeah. again and again. Um but a lot of them actually become bored with their original fantasy. So kind of like heated with like assaulting the children, assaulting the children and then like killing the first girl. Like they become bored with it because yeah. they 
do it and they're like oh i mean that was cool but like that wasn't exactly what i Mm -hmm. thought it would be um so they tend to escalate to like more elaborate or like more violent fantasies that's how a lot of them end up getting caught too is that they get like too extra about it this is a side note because i wrote (laughs) because i wrote um they become bored with their original fantasy once they've actualized it. So they escalate to more elaborate or violent fantasies and obsessive addictive pursuit of a more orgasmic high, which why I wrote that, I don't know. I wrote that at like 3 a.m. Um, but a side note on that orgasmic high thing, one of the people we'll be talking about in a later episode, his name is Alexander Pachuskin. <sighs> not, you're not ready for all that. But um, he specifically no, described his entire criminal career. Are you ready for this? No. As a perpetual orgasm. I hate it. Yeah, so do I. I hate it a lot. I hate it <laughs> I hate so it. much. Um, so, yeah, like, a lot of ways um, for understanding serial killers, like, rely on, like, unlocking, like, the nature, the contact of their fantasy, content mm-hmm. of their fantasy, and, like, how they actualize it. Um, so that kind of helps you figure out like where are they going to strike next how do we catch them where are they coming from when you kind of understand like what is their fantasy so like for him it's like being someone who isn't impotent like he has that power he has that control that he doesn't have in his own life yeah okay so this is oh this is the part you are not ready for i hate that you so this is when the investigation starts right I hate you yep Let's go. Let's do it. So I don't know if you know this, um, but in the USSR, mm-hmm. um, they didn't ever really talk about serial killers like in this time period when it was like the actual Soviet Union. Um, first of all, they super metal. <laughs> well, first of all, they wanted to keep order. Yeah. Um, so obviously they wanted to minimize any media of anyone who was like going against their rules or like breaking laws or creating chaos like that yeah. wanted to not be like a thing. Um, also, they just actually thought that serial murder was impossible under communism. Oh. They're like, oh, communism's too great. Best form of government. We can't even well, have serial killers. It's not even possible. Joke's on you guys. Um, so, like, they kind of had to, like, admit that it was a serial killer, though, because, like, of the, the specific mutilations yeah, that like were the, happening the again and again. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that I agree with them on is that they weren't, I mean, like you said, they weren't since sensationalizing them in the media and i feel like we do that in america way too much so so the problem is like when you don't talk about something at all people will sensationalize it like they will people are always going to sensationalize it no matter what so people had so many ideas everybody was like accusing their neighbors one of the most popular theories was that there was werewolves in the ukraine Stop right there. I'm not kidding. That's, just, that's a legitimate, like, a, a very strong, like, people really, 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 really thought this was werewolves. No, that box that you just unpacked, I want you to repack it and put it up on a shelf. Especially, well, I think a lot of it was, like, the eating part of it. Oh, they were like, it's got to be an animal. I tried to forget about that, and you keep bringing it up. <laughs> I know. I know you keep trying to forget about it. That's why I keep <laughs> bringing it up. forget about it. So, uh, <laughs> my man, Mikhail, 1983, Major Mikhail Fedosov took over the investigation of the serial killings. So he, and like he brought in this other dude named Victor Burikov. Victor. Victor. Um, <laughs> and he's a forensic analyst. And he was like, we need more help than I can do. Like, oh no. We're bringing in Victor. Um, so they created the oh, original no. suspect list. Um, it was all registered sex offenders and then the mentally ill. That's fair. I have so many problems with that for so many reasons. 
but like okay i mean the sex offenders i feel like is a good place to start but the like, mentally ill is a little unfair but like once you look at the crime like it's so clear that it's like a problem of impotence so someone who has a problem with impotence is like probably not likely to be a registered sex offender that's a fair point so and he wasn't a registered sex offender and he yeah. wasn't mentally ill like legally mm. mentally ill like in the eyes of the state he was not mentally ill he had hydrocephalus i promise you he was mentally ill yeah but according to the state he was not so um the state also, can bite me i don't know if you know the soviet union much um but they really really liked their torture interrogations they're stellar um so yeah they had hundreds hundreds of confessions gee i wonder why um obviously none of them right um they also like they didn't know if they had all the bodies um so they like they had no idea like are these the body counts is he burying some of them are they in different areas um so they weren't really sure but like with each body they would get more evidence oh you're gonna hate this so much because i hate this so much um, so they found out from the evidence at the crime scene that he was an AB blood type because they found like semen at the bot, like at the scene mm-hmm. as well as like hair. Um, so we'll get back to that later. Like that's important. Okay. So 15, 15 victims were added in 1984 alone. And this was kind of the point where they were like, oh shit. Like we actually really do have to do something about this, don't we? <laughs> Um, so they really, like, expanded their, like, thing. They started, like, these massive, like, surveillance, uh, like, operations because they knew, like, they were being taken from train stations and bus stops. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chikatilo was actually arrested um, for acting suspiciously at a bus stop. But they tested his blood type, and his blood type did not match the evidence found. They still put him in prison for three months, though. <laughs> Even though, as far as he was aware, they were totally innocent. Uh, Still kept him in prison for three months, though, until he finally got released. So his blood type A was different from the blood type found at the scene in the other bodily fluids because that was AB. Did the dumbasses test the victim's blood? Is that what happened? That's what happened, isn't it? No. No, he's a non-secretor. Do you know what a non-secretor is? No. So a non-secretor, it's actually super interesting. So a non-secretor, if you test their blood directly, it's the only way you can get their blood type. So their blood type will be one. So his type was A. Okay. Um, but all of his other, like, fluids will not be the same blood type. So, like, his his saliva, his semen, his hair, like, all of that will not be the same. Or, like, not his hair, but, like, you know what I'm talking about. All of those fluids are not the same as his blood type. So they, they thought he was different, but they didn't test, like, his semen. They tested his blood type, which was obviously going to be different because he is a non-secretor. Okay, I hate it, but from a case study standpoint... Isn't that fascinating? It makes you the perfect serial killer. Yeah, like, no one's ever going to test Ever. That. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, so he was released after three months, like I said... Um, so he started working as a traveling buyer for a train company. Um, I'm sorry, what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> to be honest, like, I tried to look it up, and it was like, what do you mean a train buyer? Is this, like, our fish peddler? Like, are you going... I don't... Moving on. I'm assuming Moving he on. was working for, like, a big company who was, like, maybe going around to other companies, like, looking for cheaper parts or something. I have no yeah, idea. Um, but he didn't murder anyone until August 1985. Where he killed two women that month. Um, oh my God. So, uh, Birikov, which is the forensic anthony- anthropologist, forensic analyst, good oh, old. I was way off. Victor Oops. 
Um, so he hired a psychiatrist named Alexander Bukovsky. That's wrong. Sure. I said that very wrong. Um, so he like kind of took a different view to it. And he was like, okay, first of all, this dude's a necrosadist, which he is. Um, yeah. So that's like someone who receives sexual gratification from the suffering and death of others, which yep. is right on the money. Um, and he also actually was the first one who raised the age of the killer. So they were all looking in like uh, between 20 and 30. Like they thought it was a young person who was doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like, no, no. Like, I'm pretty sure this is like an older guy, which he was right on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chikatilo stopped for a while, like I said. Um, so he kind of like he stopped like most of 1985, mm-hmm. killed two women in August of 1985. And then he didn't kill again, actually, until 1988. Um, So at this point, like, in 1988, like, all of the crimes happened away from the area he lived now. Um, So he was no longer taking them from, like, public transportation because they were, like, still even, like, years later, like, they were under heavy, heavy, heavy surveillance. The Soviet Um, Union never forgets. Yeah, he killed 19 more people in the next two years. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, And for some reason, even though he had taken a break for three years because of police pressures, he just suddenly seemed to forget that there was police. And he would, like, he started killing all of his victims in public places. Um, They were all pretty much all young boys. And he would just kind of, like, follow them down alleys and just kill them in, like, plain sight. Just middle of the day. Just... Where anyone can see them. Russia, get your shit together. Yeah, so um, November 6th oh. of 1990, he was literally walking away from killing Svetka Karoskik, who was his last victim. He was literally, like, killed him, took, like, ten steps down out of the alley, um, and then policemen saw him and were like, what were you doing in that alley? And then they turn around, there's like a dead body in the alley and they were like, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> but they didn't arrest him. What? They did not arrest him, actually. No. Even though they also found out that he was a suspect in 1984 in the murder of a young girl, <sighs> did not arrest him. Um, they actually just started surveilling him. Um, but they did arrest him, what is that, 14 days later on November 20th of 1990 after he was even acting even more suspiciously Uh, Like, following a young boy, like, ready to kill him. Um, They arrested him. Um, But he wouldn't confess. Like, he was like, no, 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 didn't do it. Not me. Don't know what you're talking about. Until the psychiatrist came. Good old Alexander. And so he, so Alexander sat down with him and he was just like, hey, like, I'm writing a book. Like, I'm, you know, a psychiatrist. Like, I'm really trying to understand, like, how the killer's, like, mind works. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want to write about you. Like, I want, you know, to write a book about you. And so Chikatilo was like, of course you can write a book about me. Like, bet. Um, So then he confessed to literally everything. Yeah. And, like, told him all the details. He led the police to, like, a bunch more of new bodies. Like, he literally just, like, spilled his guts on, like, every single aspect of everything. I mean, that was really smart of the psychiatrist because he's touching the, like, narcissist side of serial killers that almost all of them have. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, they want to feel special. That also kind of plays into the dissociative identity thing, which we were talking about with Bundy, is that, like, if you get them to talk about it in, like, a third-person narrative, then it, like, it lets them detach themselves from what they did and they'll fucking own up to everything. 
Oh, yeah. He didn't even need that. This time he was just like, oh, yeah. He just dude, like, let me tell you literally every detail. I'll tell you how I ate all his of their bodies. Aside, and he was like, oh, yeah, let me just, you know. Um, so he, seat. yeah, so he claims he took the, um, the lives of 56 victims, um, and actually surprisingly for a serial killer, cause they usually claim like ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Uh, no, 53 of those are verified. <laughs> so that's shocking. Cause normally they'll be like, I killed 50 people. And literally like, there's like five yeah. that are verified. No, like there's 53 that are absolutely verified to be him. Um, so <laughs> Um, police actually originally thought there was only 36 until he started confessing and led them out to a bunch more bodies. And they were like, oh, shit, we are terrible at our jobs. Sir, we were not ready. Yeah, they were not ready. Um, So he was deemed sane. That's why I said, like, legally in the eyes of the state, like, he was sane. So, like, they said he was fit to stand trial. Um, So he went to court April 14th of 1992 but he literally had to be held in a cage in the courtroom because they were so afraid of what he might do to the victims' families. I'm I'm so sorry, but you said that and my brain immediately went to like that scene in Harry Potter. It's where, literally it's um, literally the scene in Harry Potter with Barty Crouch. Yeah, yep. or Barty Crouch. No, it's not Barty Crouch Jr. It's when they catch Barty Crouch Jr. and it's uh Igor Karkaroff is yep, like in the cage yep, in the yep, center yep. and like there's all of the like seats around it and he's just like in a cage in the center just like wait 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 I'll give you all of the names yeah like, that's like pretty much that's exactly what, what I'm happened. picturing is just like a cage in the center of a courtroom like that's literally what it was like it. he wasn't allowed to like sit with his lawyer or anything like he oh, was in the cage the entire oh time um and yeah and like so there's been other killers that they have like put in cages so like Pachuskin was also in cage um, but he was in a cage for his own protection. Like, they were afraid that, like, one of the family members or something would go after him. I mean... In this case, no. It was it fair. was to protect the family members from Chikatilo because he was so... Bash it fucking crazy. So he, he like... His behavior would, like, change rapidly. So, okay. like, he would go from being, like, so bored he could barely keep his eyes open to, like, incredibly manic, like, pacing around his cage and, like, shouting and, like, everything... Um, he would start singing in gibberish or like shouting in just like tongues. Um, and at one point he even dropped his pants and exposed himself to the entire courtroom. <laughs> but like he was still sane. They were like, oh yeah, no, he's fine. Like he's fully aware of everything he's doing. He's just Stop. doing it to piss all you off. Stop. Um, so he was like really upset that the judge was biased against no, him. No, we're not glossing over that. I'm not over that. <laughs> <laughs> which is honestly the first time i've ever heard of someone doing that in court i just i've never heard so of that many additional questions luckily i'm not going to show you a picture of that don't thank you don't worry i got you i appreciate i'm not sure one exists but i'm i'm hoping they don't i no one wants to see we're that. not gonna find out i just what <sighs> what happens in somebody's brain where they're like, you know what my best defense is going to be right now? To just drop trial. I think he was trying to get, um, they didn't say this, but like my guess is he was trying to get deemed unfit to stand trial. I mean, So he, he was just doing was. everything. But like it seemed really easy to like see through. Like everyone's like, yeah, like he's just faking it. Like he's just being a dumb piece of shit. Um, so, like, the judge was really biased against him. Gee, I wonder which why. Which was, he was, like, upset about, but everyone's like, um... You have no room to be upset, no sir. No shit. <laughs> um, so, 
like he was obviously convicted. Um, he was convicted October 15th of 1992 of 52 of the 53 murder trials. And he was sentenced to death for every single one. Please tell me he got like railroaded in prison. I need the poetic justice. It took over an hour to read off his sentencing. What? Because he had so many crimes. And they have to read them all separately. And he was sentenced to death separately 52 times. Like, instead of just being like, yeah, we're going to kill him. They sentenced him to death for every single one of them. I. <gasps> Which, like, that's really, really overkill. Like, overkill times okay. 52. But. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just is saying it, that's really extra. Is it bad that I could totally see Russia being like, okay, here's this muscle relaxer. Psych, here's the antidote. There's one. Right, like, just keep bringing, like, killing him and bringing him back. <laughs> All right. Shock. Whoops, your heart stopped. Shock. Look at that. It's back into rhythm. Two. I wish. I hit the mic. I wish so <laughs> hard that that was what happened. Um, so he, I was right. He I tried to it. appeal to be determined, like, insane. And no. they were like, no, you dumb piece of shit. No. You're going to die. Um, so they killed him February 14th of uh, 1994, which was just, like. How? It seems kind of rude. Rude? Like, why Valentine's Day? <laughs> like, that's rude to everyone else. <laughs> didn't even quit. Like, why Valentine's Like, literally could have just done, like, <laughs> February 13th. I wonder if, like, executions in Russia are as sensationalized as they are here. And then I'm I want to sure. know how many couples were in the audience. Um, They Cause killed I know, him with like, a single gunshot to the back of the head. So, oh. like, the most, like, cliche, like, boring... He didn't suffer. Russia going hard. But, like, that's, like, the most, like, cop-out Oh, it's thing. a super cop-out. Like, he cop didn't out. suffer. Like, he was fine. But, well, mm, Like, they said he was killed not. instantly. Oh. So, like, yeah, he didn't suffer say. at all. I think he could have. That's a bummer. I think he could have done worse. He was in solitary that whole two years as well. So, no Good. one would kill him. I mean. I mean, I kind of wish someone would have killed him. That makes me sad because I really. He probably would have <laughs> suffered a lot more. Like, I, I just want him to get railroaded by the friggin' biggest prisoners there but yeah so this was really like uh like russia didn't really know how to handle this too well because like i said like they never had a serial killer really before like nothing of this like nature and like they literally like genuinely did not believe that they could have one like they could have one so like they didn't know how to handle it for like a long time which is why they dropped the ball for literally like 15 years um, but now, like, now they approach it differently. Like, in a future episode when we talk about Pachuskin, like, he's also a, a Russian serial killer. And they, like, they approach it much, much differently, even though it was, like, only, like, this was around the same time period as that. Okay. And I told you you'd hate every minute of this episode. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <Just> bye. <laughs> but also. No. Follow us on Oh, Facebook. Okay. At Bitches Sorry. and Murders Podcast. I thought and you had more. Patreon at Bitches and Murders Podcast. Twitter, which is just and murders. And mm-hmm. Instagram, which is Bitches and Murders Podcast. I, I thought you were going to try to throw more details at me. And I was like, no, bye. Bye. <laughs> you mean you don't want to hear more about eyeballs? No. You know, I hate face stuff. Just wait till this episode's over and I show you all the pictures I have. No. She doesn't get to escape from this one, guys. (laughs) 
You don't get out of it no, that easily. No. Like, go ahead. Let them hear my reactions to the pictures. This is going to be great. Are we going to post these on the Instagram? Uh, I don't know if we can. Um, I mean... Instagram, I feel like, actually has pretty lax rules I was going to about... say, I feel like if we just put, like, the our little warning graphic content... Yeah, because there's a, there's a really cool girl. I'd have to look up what it is. But she runs, like, an autopsy, um, like, Instagram. Like, Ooh. she's, like, a medical examiner. That's amazing. Um, and she, like, like informs people about it, I guess. That's kind of cool. Uh, which is kind of dope. But, like, she posts some really uh, graphic things, and she gets away with it. Like, that's literally her whole Instagram account. So, hmm. first of all, I want you to peep this fit. This one can definitely go on the Instagram, but peep this motherfucking What is this fit. shirt that he's wearing? Is this not the best thing you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> Yeah, that'll be the first picture on the Instagram. I just want you all to appreciate that. It's not even gory. It's just beautiful. He's wearing, like, a checkerboard shirt, but he's got, like, that stereotypical Russian thing going on where it's just unbuttoned, unbuttoned to his, like his, like, sternum. Uh, he had the deep I'm v. so glad that trend does not come back. Uh, this oh, is it's a, gonna, you know it's good. One of his older victims. One of oh. the runaways that they found. Yep, look at that. She's on the forest floor. Oh, you're really not ready for this one. Um, <laughs> this was a a few more. Just a little taste of what he it. would do to people. Oh, her eyes. Yeah, none of them have eyes. Oh. Or genitals. Or I... like other bits and pieces. Why? Did yeah, you... I don't. I don't get it either. <laughs> I. Uh... I'm going to hate myself for Especially making this joke. Especially because they're all like kids. I hate myself for making this joke. And mom, I'm so sorry. But like, I I know that people talk about eating pussy, but you don't take it that far. <laughs> you got to stop before this. It needs to stay attached. I promise it needs, <laughs> it to, needs stay to stay attached. attached. <laughs> there are laws about this. <laughs> Keep it spooky, but not that spooky. Yeah, don't keep that's, it that spooky. That's guys. a little too spooky. Dial back the spook, guys. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. I hate myself for making that joke. Uh, definitely check in next week for our next episode because actually our next episode is a follow up to this episode because our next serial killer was inspired by this guy. What? Why? Sierra's not ready. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to me? I just present you with like weird things that aren't solved. I just like to watch spooks. you suffer. <laughs> I just I present you with spooks and you present me with this. Oh, she's really not ready for these future episodes. <laughs> okay, bye. This was our Keep it spooky. Fourth, 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 fourth and episode. last episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <sighs> I wish I could say that's the worst to come, but it's not.